0: Theologians all agree that even though that Joseph was blessed and he was highly favored, they also believe that he was not as graceful as he should have been. Have you ever met anybody that's got it all going on, but they don't have any grace or humility at all? It's a tough pill to swallow, but in fact, even though they may have a good message, you can't receive the message because they're so prideful. They they don't have that grace that they need. They're not humble enough for you to receive the message. And and Joseph was that way. I mean, just look at the Scripture. Here he is, and he has all of these visions. He has this understanding, this revelation that what's going to take place. And yet he keeps rubbing it in on his brothers. Before he even starts dreaming, he has an attitude. How do I know that? Because the Bible said before he ever told him the first dream that he al- they already were hating on him, right? And so his attitude was not that, that it should have been. He wasn't humble in what God had given him. He didn't have any sense of humility. And there's nothing worse than a person who's got it going on but don't have any humility. But when you're not humble, God has a way of bringing you down. He has a way of humbling you. God doesn't do it to hurt you, but He does it to bring you to a place that you understand that you wouldn't be anything without Him. That it is Him, in Him you live, you move, and you have your very being. It is in Him that gives you strength and hope. And without Him on your side, your enemy would have already overcome you. Amen. You will never be the same person when you fulfill your dream as you were when you received your dream. There will be a transfer. There will be a shift in your life. There will be a maturing in your life. Joseph received this dream as a young boy, but he was too Im- immature to fulfill the dream. And so he had to lose this coat of immaturity so that he could come to a place of maturity to be able to do what God had put in his heart to do. Amen. You see, what uh, sometimes it, we uh, have to just grow up. Amen? What's cute at five years old isn't cute at 45. Amen? Some five... (laughs) Some five-year-old does a thing and they say, ah, ain't that funny. But you let a grown man carry on like that. It It ain't funny no more. You say, that boy needs some help. Right there, he needs some help. Right? And so... What's cute at one stage in our life isn't cute in another stage of our life. And immaturity means a state of incompletion. Joseph is in a place in his life, he is immature, amen? His maturity has not caught up with his ability. Amen. God has shown Joseph what's going to take place. He has shown him, but God knew he wasn't mature enough to handle it yet. And so he takes him through this process of his life to mature him so that he can see fulfilled what he has given him as a young man in visions and in dreams. Amen. Joseph is in a pit. He realizes he's in a place that he can't count on his daddy anymore to get him out. Amen. What do you do whenever you can't count on those ones that you used to be able to count on to get you out? What do you do when your friends forsake you? What do you do when the brook runs dry? What do you do when that that used to go to that always made a way isn't making a way anymore? Amen. It's great to have people in your life that can help you. It's better to be able to help someone else. Come on. I'm going to pastor a little bit today. You see, sometimes you got to come to a place where you're not always looking for something. You're able to give back. I have been, lived long enough to where that I have been the blessed and I have been the blesser. I enjoy the bless, but I enjoy being the blesser more. And if I am immature, then I'm always looking for what I can get. But immaturity brings me to a place that I'm not looking for what I can get, I'm looking for what I can give. Amen. And God brings us to a place of maturity. All of us have seasons in our life where we need somebody, right? I'm not saying against that, but what I'm saying is we've got to come to a place of maturity where that our decisions don't leave us in a place where we're always needing somebody to bail us out. God wants us to be mature enough to get, uh, not just be, get the blessing, but to be a blessing. If you're going to be the blessing, you've got to grow up and come out of immaturity. Amen. I need a raise. They should give me a raise. And you're 30 minutes late all the time. I'm going to help you. Amen. They don't know what I'm worth. If they only knew what I was worth, they'd pay me more. And you've taken an hour and a half for lunch and only got 30 minutes. You're immature. You need to grow up. Come on. Not only that, but if I had time to preach it, I'd preach you're stealing from them. It's quiet up in here. you got to grow up. You can't keep getting mad over frivolous things. You can't keep having temper tantrums at 30 years old. It ain't cool. It's quiet up in here. Amen. Throwing a fit. Carrying on. You got to stop the drama, baby. Amen. This isn't middle school. This is life. And you can't keep having tempter tantrums. You can't keep on carrying on and putting your stuff out on Facebook and sending people ugly texts. Amen. Facebook is good, but I see some stupid people on there. Amen. Amen all your stuff out there putting all your laundry out there amen you need to protect yourself you need to grow up amen and understand that those folk aren't going to be able to help you and nobody's going to respect you for acting a fool all the time come on you want somebody to employ you you want to have a better life you want victory in the areas we've got to all grow up say grow up if you want people to respect you, then you've got to act like, Amen, you're mature enough that you can deal with situations. You gotta grow up. Amen. How is anybody ever going to trust you with more than what they have given to you now if you all the time having a temper tantrum, falling out, drama all the time, and putting it all over Facebook? I see people get on Facebook and say, I hate this job. You're, you're dumb. That's foolish. I know it's not proper, and I know it's not proper protocol, but that is foolish. You ought to be thankful for that job until God gives you another job. Maturity says, even though I don't like where I'm at, (laughs) I'm going to keep my mouth shut (laughs) until I get where I'm going. Come on, somebody. He took this coat in verse 31. It says, they took this coat and they killed a kid goat and they dipped the coat in blood. Somebody just took a deep breath and said, thank God he's moving on. (laughs) I'm going to have some fun today, so you might as well loosen up. I'm going to help somebody, too. Say, grow up. They took this coat and they dipped it in blood. Difficult times have a way of forcing you to grow up. They took the thing from Joseph that made him different than everyone else. People are okay with you as long as they are like you. But the thing that identifies you, the thing that causes you to be distinctively different... People have a problem with that and they're not happy until they get that off of you and you become just like they are. Amen. They want you to just blend in. But the problem is God has not called you to just blend in. He has called you to be the head and not the tail. He has called you to be blessed. He has called you to go over and not under. Amen. He has called you. Sometimes it means you have to walk away from some relationships. Sometimes you have to give up some things in your life, amen, so that you're willing to lose the coat of immaturity and come into a place that God is calling you to so that he can bless you, amen. The difference is uh, good sometimes is the enemy of great. And if you're going through a place in your life, in a season in your life where people and things are being stripped away from you, it's just a sign that you're about ready to take another step toward your destination. And so when things are being torn away and circumstances and people are being removed out of your life, just understand this isn't always a bad thing. That God is taking you another step in your destiny. He is taking you toward your, your purpose and your plan that he has ordained for your life. Because you see, sometimes in our life, whenever we begin to walk toward our destiny, fulfilling our purpose, God will begin to remove those things so that you can go to the next level. You go through seasons in your life. And everybody can't go where you're going. Amen. Everybody can't go where you're going. So the first coat that Joseph loses is the coat of immaturity. The second coat that he has is the coat of self-sufficiency. He left his garment in the hand, her hands, and got out. Amen? He left his garment in her hands and got out. Sometimes you just got to get out. That old nasty thing caught him. And he just had to get out. Joseph was about 17 when he got there. He didn't get to Pharaoh's until he was about 30. And by the time that he had mastered his gift, he was good at his job. He was great at at being an executive. He was great at his gift. He had honed his talents. To the place that he was able to use them, His gifts and his talents, that God was a, was a sign that God's faithfulness in his life. Amen and it got him to this point. but the code of self-sufficiency says, I've made this happen myself. We've got to be careful when we get to where we, we, we have, uh, feel like that we've arrived or we have done better that we understand that it's not by our own strength that we have accomplished this thing. If it had not been for God, if it had not been for God, we would never even made it to this point, this place in our life. Amen. But if we're not careful, we'll begin to look at it and say, look here what I have done. Look what I have accomplished and we'll feel like we're a self-made man or a self-made woman. But God will put you in a position where your strengths and your gifting is not enough. He'll put you in a place where you become frustrated. Have you ever been in a place where what you had wasn't enough? Didn't matter how hard you worked, didn't matter how hard you tried, didn't matter what was going on and everything you gave, everything you had and it still wasn't enough. But I want to tell you it is a God that removes that coat of self-sufficiency that I can make it happen. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do this. But God puts us in a position that says even your gift and even the blessing that I've placed on you is not enough. You've still got to fully rely on me. You've got to put your trust and your confidence in me and say I will look to the hills from where comes my help. My help is coming from the Lord. Oh, if he's helped, you give giving praise today. You see, God gives us a vision so big that we can't complete it with ourselves. He has to be in the equation or it never will come to pass. He has given us something so large that we've got to involve him in it or it will never take place. God is just waiting on us to take that Superman cape off, put it in the closet, better off burn it, so you won't have the risk of putting it back on. He wants you to take that Superman cape off, amen, and realize that this self-sufficient coat I've got to make it happen. I've got to do it. God is wanting you to understand you cannot make it happen by yourself. Amen. But here's the truth of it, that whenever we come to that place that we'll take that coat off, amen, of self-sufficiency, that he has got a coat of supernatural ability that he will place on our life where that we can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to ask or even think because the power is working within us. Joseph is in a good place. He has a good job. He has plenty of food. The problem is he wasn't called to good. He was called to great. Have you ever been in a good place? Got a good job. Got a good family. Got everything is good around you. But there's something gnawing on the inside of you that says this is not the end of you. This is not the fulfillment of you. There's something greater. Come on, I got any dreamers in here? There's something more. And there'll be people that'll say, well, why don't you just be satisfied with what you got? A lot of people would like to have what you got. Why don't you just be happy with it? Why don't you just quit trying to be Mr. Big and Mrs. Big and just be happy that you got that job. It isn't that you're trying to be better than somebody else. You're just trying to fulfill the purpose that God has placed on the inside of you. It isn't that you're trying to get over somebody else or better than somebody else. There's just something, you see, wherever God has called you to, there is not a promotion greater than that. And whenever you're fulfilled in that place, amen, for you to try to, to be uh, something else or something different is very dangerous. You've got to understand, but if, if, if you're good, is not where God has called you to. If greatness is inside of you and there is something more inside of you, then you should never settle for good. Amen. Because there's a gnawing on the inside. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I've just got a dream on the inside of me that I am trying to fulfill for the glory and the honor of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, good is your enemy. God has put great on the inside of you. Amen. You can do good all by yourself. Somebody ought to write a song. But how many want your children to greatly be saved? How many want them to greatly be delivered? How many want to be greatly healed? Amen. Here's the problem. You can't do that on your own. You must come through the process of understanding that I cannot make this happen by myself. Yes, I will use the gift. I will use the talent that God has given me. But I have come to a place of maturity in my life that I understand my gift can only take me so far. But if I am going to fulfill the purpose that God has ordained for my life, I need his Holy Spirit every day within me, giving me direction, giving me strength and guiding my life. When God has put greatness on the inside of you, you can't be happy living in the low level. Amen. When you know he has called you to a higher place. How will you know that you've lost the code of self-sufficiency? It's when you understand that God is in charge and you're not. Amen. Joseph was in prison, the Bible said, but the Lord was with him. You see, whenever we come to a place in in Joseph's life, he's in this prison. And it would look like that it was gloom and doom right there. Right? But you see, the truth of the matter is that even though he was in prison, his gifts and his talents, he was still using them. But his gifts and his talent alone was not enough to bring him out of prison. But the word of the Lord comes and lets us know that Joseph is in a place that his gifts and his talents can't bring him out. But the good news is the Lord is with him. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you today that even whenever we've given all that we have got and we use our gifts and our talent and it's not enough, that the Lord is with us and He will strengthen us. He will empower us. He will bring people in our lives that we need at a moment and He will take us to where He has called us to be. Amen. You see, times of disaster can be times of destiny the first coat was a coat of immaturity the second coat was a coat of self sufficiency and the third coat was a coat of bondage joseph had lived out his this process in his life and here he could not di- never dealt with the insufficiency Or the immaturity he would have never been able to deal with or overcome all of the time that he had been been in prison. All of the time he had been in bondage. But it was because he had matured. It was because he understood that it's God that has to do this thing. And now, now he is mature. Now he is relying upon God. Now he is saying, God, I'm going to work, I'm going to serve you. But the reality is, if you don't help me, this thing is not going to get done. Amen. But you see, the coat of bondage had to come off of him so that he could go to the next level. There's a lot of folks still wears the coat of bondage around. Amen. How can I be who God has called me to be? in this place of bondage. Can you hear him thinking out loud? It's interesting to me that Joseph never complains about where he's at. But I believe he must have thought, how is it that this dream can come a reality? The sun, the moon, and the stars bowing down to me. How can it be that I'm in this place of significant power and authority and be in this place of bondage something's got to change i understand that i am not where i have been intended to go to this is not the end of me this is not the end this is not my destination And so it must just be a process that God is taking me to. It must be another level that God is working on in my life. And so I'm just going to say, God, I put my trust in you. And I believe you that you are able to bring me out. Hallelujah. I just want to tell somebody today, you can't come out of the code of bondage on your own. But God is able to bring you out. Many people have come to the place in their life and they've learned to deal with the code of bondage. Learn to live with the code of bondage. Now there are those that are visible things, right? There's those things that are visible that bring bondage. It, it's pretty visible when somebody is bound by a, 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 a drugs or alcohol or addictions many times in their life whenever they just let loose and they don't care who knows and they're in those places of bondage. But there's other times that people wear coats of bondage that nobody even knows about. It's those secret sins that you love God with all of your heart. But you're still wearing a coat of bondage. Those things that you do in secret that nobody knows about. But the fact that you're not moving from where you are to where God has called you to is a dead giveaway that you haven't taken the coat of bondage off To move into your divine destiny. It's those things in your life. The Bible said it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's those things that even though we love God with all of our heart, yet there's bondage where areas of our life we're still in bondage. Areas of our life, we still haven't given to God. We haven't released them totally to Him. But in difficult times, how I many know that there isn't anyone uh, today that is going into difficult places and situations that, that that whenever you go there, it has a way and a tendency that you don't play games no more. Whenever they tell you you have a terminal disease, when they be, you, you get the negative report, when circumstances come, you put all that foolishness away and you begin to say, God, whatever it takes, Joseph was in the prison. He had the coat of bondage on. I don't know what it was that God was still trying to purify him of. I don't know what it was in his heart that he still needed to work out. But there was something in his life that God was working on so that when he got to where he was going, he would not look back and have that attitude that he had as an immature uh, teenager. He wasn't, he wouldn't say I'm self-sufficient and I've done this all by myself. But he would look around and have a humble spirit and say to God be the glory. He's the only one that can take me from where my father was to where he has brought me today. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to tell you today that in that place of bondage is a lonely place. It can be an isolated place. It can be a hidden place, but I'm telling you today that when you allow the spirit of God to come over your life and release you from that yoke of bondage that's been put around you, you see bondage can cause you to get so tight that you can't breathe right. When you lay down at night, it'll choke you out. Come on, somebody. But you've got to be willing to say, nobody else may know I'm wearing this coat. Nobody else may know the bondage that is in my life, but I'm willing to give it up right here and right now so that I can go to the next step in my destination. God, whatever it takes, release me, free me from this yoke so that I can go to where you have called me to go. See, some people hide that coat of bondage and they're ashamed to let anybody know it. But I want to tell you today, He say, well, why don't you just name those? Well, if I start naming the coats, then you'll think, well, I, that ain't one of my coats. That ain't me. That's somebody else. You know if you got a coat of bondage on or not. And nobody needs to call it out. You just need to give it to God and say, I'm willing to hang up this coat. I'm willing to burn this coat so that I can become all, do all, and accomplish all that you have called me to accomplish. Joseph had to get the coat of bondage off before Pharaoh could put the coat of blessing on him. I'm going to say that again. Joseph had to get the coat of bondage off before Pharaoh could put the coat of blessing on him. You can't be wearing two coats around at the same time. People look at you funny. Amen. You've got to take one coat off so that you can put another coat on. And God is wanting us today to be willing to remove that coat of bondage so that he can put the coat of abundant blessing upon our life. Amen. This is the coat that fulfills dreams. This is the coat that brings you wearing when you come into that place of, of purpose where God has spoken to you. Many times like Joseph, he has spoken to us as a little boy. The dream and the vision that God put in my heart. And now in 30 years of ministry, it has never changed. God gave it to me when I was 12 years old. And through this process of my life, I'm getting more pieces to the puzzle. It's making more sense to me. I've been through... The place of in, the code of immaturity had to come off. I, I've been through the place where the self sufficiency and depending on the gifts and the talents that God had placed with inside of me, that if nobody else believed in my dream, I'd make it happen. I, I've come past that till I realize if this dream is going to come to pass, uh, other people got to buy into the dream. They've got to believe in the vision. Amen. I've got to have other people on board because I can't do this by myself. I've got to depend upon the Holy Spirit and Him working in my life that'll cause others to believe in the dream and say, God, you are able to bring this to pass. But it hasn't changed. But I understand it more today than I ever have. You see, this coat of abundant blessing is the coat that you'll wear when the dream is fulfilled. Joseph had to take that coat of bondage off so Pharaoh could put the coat. It said that he took and clothed him in fine linen, he gave him a coat of linen. It's a coat, it's not heavy. Linen is what people, the priests, ministered in, right? It was a light thing. Sometimes while we're going through this process, we gotta fight our way through. Come on, got haters on every side, got people don't believe in us, got circumstances we're going through that we can't make it happen on our own. Amen. We gotta keep on fighting. We gotta keep on working. It's a laborious thing. But when you come into that place. Of that coat of blessing. There is no more war. There's no more struggle. There's no more battle. It is a place where it is joyful to serve in the kingdom of God where that you understand that God, this is what I have been created for. This is what God has destined in my life. And right here where I'm standing in a place of blessing, I knew if it hadn't been for the Lord, he would have, the enemy would have taken me out. But I'm standing here today as a testimony against the devil. And it's not a struggle any longer. It's a place of blessing that everything God has placed in my heart, God is going to bring it To pass. He had to take that coat of bondage off so Pharaoh could put the coat of blessing on him. It was the coat that his dreams would be fulfilled in. He had bling bling. He gave him a gold ring, the signa ring. Right? The ring. That was the stamp of approval that said, whenever you use this ring, this stamp of approval, what you say is right is right. What you say is wrong is wrong. He had all of it going on. He had, not only did he have the bling bling ring, but it had the Mr. T -T starter kit. He gave him some gold chains. Come on, you got to work with me a little bit here. He put a gold chain around his neck, right? The the joker was riding in Mercedes Mule and a Cadillac Camel, riding in the finest chariots that man had ever made. Come on. God had already taken him through this process of life. And now he was living in the blessing that God had spoken to him as a young little boy. Amen. It was the coat of abundant blessing. It was the place that God had ordained for him all of this time. But God had to prepare him in his heart to be able to receive it and not put his trust in horses or chariots or in people, but say to God, be the glory for what is being done in my life. God wants to bring you to a place where he can entrust you with his dream that he has given you. I believe Joseph must have laid down at night with that coat on and said, I didn't understand it when I was going through it. It wasn't fun while it was going on. But I can look back over my life and I can understand now that all things really have worked together for my good and have brought glory to my God. Nobody will ever convince me that Joseph understood why his brothers hated him the way they hated him. Nobody will ever make me believe that Joseph had a fun time in prison. Right? I mean, no, it's not fun being lied on. Oh, he's pursuing me, and the whole time she's pursuing him. Lied on. It wasn't. Happy times. It wasn't good times. But it was part of the process to get him to the blessing. Because if you get there too quickly and if you get there throughout process, how many folks don't want process no more? Come on, Jamie, and help me and I can shut up maybe. Folks don't want process no more. They want somebody to lay their hands on them. We believe in the power of laying on the hands and transferring. But I want to tell you that it's more than that. Sometimes you've got to walk it out. And the things that you have to walk out don't always make sense to your mind. You think you're more mature than you are. You think you're ready for the blessing. You think you're free from that bondage and that your mind, you've you've dealt with it long enough that you say, I don't have to change because I've learned how to deal with it. But the reality is you haven't gone into what God has said I want you to be. I believe Joseph must have laid down in that coat that night and said, this is what I dreamed about didn't understand it when I was going through it. It all wasn't always fun. I've got some battle scars. I've got some wounds. I've got some hurts. But tonight, I'm wearing the coat of my dreams. And I know with this coat on, I remember this coat never seen it before but in that dream as a little boy but in this coat God's going to entrust me with strength God's going to give me ability He's going to give me authority He can trust me with it now and I'm going to wear this coat that He has given me He lived out His destiny and made it to His destination How about you today? In this process called life, where are you at? Are you still fighting with who's in control? If you are, I want you to know today that God hasn't never lost a battle you're going to fight somebody you're going to fight God or you're going to fight the devil you might as well fight the devil because God has never lost a fight and it's his good pleasure that you be blessed maybe you're here and you feel like I'm doing it on my own I'm making it you feel that self-sufficiency I've got to make it happen I've got to make it work things on my shoulders why don't you take that coat off today it's far too heavy for you say like David I'm going to look to the hills from where comes my help my help is coming from the Lord maybe you're locked in a place in your life there's something you haven't yet yielded to God you feel like you're stuck in that place you know there's greater. Thank God for what you have, but there's greater. And you just want to yield to him today and say, God, whatever you need, whatever I need to do, wherever I am, God, whatever it is, I release it all to you. There's nothing in my life that you can't have today. I want your blessing more than I want the opinions of people. To fulfill destiny, not trying to be better than anybody else, just want to fulfill what God has called me to be. Stand with me today. to break this altar service down today i'm just going to say this to you you're here in this place today and in some area in this message this morning you realize the holy spirit has touched your heart and you say that's where i'm at today you be honest with yourself and mostly with god and say that's me pastor that's me that's me it's for me today and I'm just going to bring it to the Lord. I'm going to give it to Him. Our elders are going to be here at the front this morning to pray with you. The prayer team will be here. And I promise you this today. I promise you this. If you will get over the expectations of people and the opinions of people. You'll just say, yes, God, whatever you want. I'm just tired of being where I am. I'm tired of being stuck in this place. And I'm truly ready to move on. I want you to step out of where you are. Come and join us today. You don't know Christ as your personal Savior. You're in that place that you've not made that commitment to Him. Today is the day of salvation. It's time for you to start step into that destiny and fulfillment that God has ordained for you. But wherever you are in this process called life, if you're in those areas you just feel stuck and you haven't moved on, this is for you today. Let the Holy Spirit touch your life. Leave here today empowered. Leave here fulfilled, knowing that God has called you to greater things.